In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. Amen. And the, his son was healed. He was about to die and this ruler, this man came along, Christ, and he, his son, was um, healed and cured and got back to normal. This is the miracle, the visible one, the sign. As our Lord says, you need signs and wonders, otherwise you won't believe. And this sign is the wonder, is the miracle of Christ is performed, the physical miracle is performed, but this is not probably the only one of the Gospel today. The miracle is not only the healing of this young man who was uh, about to die. The miracle is also the miracle of the conversion and the faith of this ruler, of this man, who came a long way to see our Lord. He came from Capernaum. And we know that Capernaum traditionally used to have very bad reputation. They were seen as uh, people without uh, not good worshippers, not very faithful to uh, the rules of the synagogue and to the law of Moses. Capernaum was seen as too far from Jerusalem, where far from the place of the true liturgy and true worship. This is the second miracle. I could, we could meditate this morning on the healing of this young man who had, was about to die. And this is partly, this is the story of our own soul. Yes, sometimes we are about to die and sometimes we even die by committing a mortal sin. We deliberately and willingly, we kill the life of God in us. We do this because we, for many reasons, for various reasons, we do that. We expel God from our life, willingly. This is the worst decision we can make in life, of course beyond the, uh, the physical death of this young man. What does matter in the Gospel this morning is the, our soul. What does matter is the life of God in us. And the, the question we have is simple. Have we always preserved the divine life in us? Question one. Question two. How do we preserve the divine life, the divine intimacy, the divine friendship with the Blessed Trinity, with the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit? How do we preserve, which means, do we put in place in our life, which decision do we make in life to preserve this relationship? How do we do that? This is a good question as far as I can see, because this is my question. This is our questions. 
Have I missed something? Have I ever expelled God from my life? And how did I got back to this friend? How did I restore? Or had this life restored in me through confession? And how do I daily and practically keep my soul alive to the divine life? We all know that the soul doesn't die, never die. Our soul, from that perspective, is naturally eternal by creation. We are eternal by creation, by nature. But by, on the supernatural side, we are not. The life of God is needed, but we have the choice to keep it or not. And by committing a, a sin, whether a venue, a light one, a little one, a small one, you wish to, you, you, you choose the, the qualification of the sin, we harm this presence. We harm this life of God. We touch it. We touch it. And uh, this is all of the sin is not, can, can be not serious and as grave as it could be. But even the little one, and I want just to underline this. Yes, by committing these little sins, by accepting these imperfections in life, we are moving, unlike to this young man, we are moving to our spiritual deathbed. We approach it. But this is dangerous. This is dangerous. So, in a way, these sins are, yes, they are, they are small, they are little. And this is what we say in Catechism for the children. But also, although they are little, they have great consequences on us, on this relationship. Because it's about the mutual love between the soul and God, and we're touching it. So think about your own charity, life of charity in your own life, and the natural love you have and we have with, within our family, with our, in our family life. Do, would we like to harm this mutual uh, relation, this mutual love in our family life? Do we like it? No, certainly not. We don't. And we try and we do our best to preserve it as intact as possible. And we don't think about our relationship with God. We think this is fine. It's only little. It's not little. As we always say, I think this is international. Charity and loving relationship are about details. It's not just a general intention. It's a constant, a daily sacrifice of myself. This is true charity and true love. A love without a sacrifice is not true. It's fake. It's selfish. And our Lord has proven that, demonstrated what true love must be is about sacrifice of your life at the Calvary. These little sins, these venial sins, as we call them justly, 
But we have to be careful. We don't need, we should not be used to the word with a qualification, venial or small. Yeah, right. I can just put them on the side. It's okay. It's not really. It is about my relationship with God. We are talking of relation with the divinity, with the perfection. And we wouldn't dare doing it in our natural relationship with others, with our beloved ones. We would naturally do our best to preserve it. Why don't we do the same with God? Why do we ignore, why do we cover this uh, kind of imperfections, lack of sacrifice, lack of generosity with God in life? Why do we cover that with venial sin and that's it? I'm not the worst person of the world. This is the conclusion. This is our conclusion usually. Oh, I'm not the worst person. There are worse people in the world. Of course there are. Of course, they are. But this is not the answer. This is definitely not the answer. It's a matter of keeping alive this relationship. Don't approach, even think of coming along the deathbed of your soul. Don't even think of it. And this is the way of perfection. This is the only way, path of holiness. Be excellent in the spiritual life. We have to be excellent. We have to seek perfection. And this is not just a word for other people. Oh yes, that's for great saints. But you are all great saints. You are all great. Because you have been created to be saints. And this is it. This is not your decision. This is the decision of God for everybody. But how do we answer this? Seek perfection. See, to be, to be excellent, whatever you do, whatever you say, be careful of what you say and be perfect in what you do. A little word of lack of charity, a little thought, harms your relationship with God. Don't get it wrong. Oh, nobody heard that. Yes, he did. Of course he did. He heard you. He saw you. He can see even our thoughts. And we have to make sure they are going in the right direction. And again, I'm not telling you off. I'm telling of myself. Because we know in our heads sometimes it sort of bangs everywhere. Because we've lost the control of our imagination because we don't see God. We don't see the direction. We lost the direction. Yes, in the temptation. We need to watch towards the right direction. And we need to, uh, to be perfect. Yes. If I could read your mind, your minds at the moment, I don't know how many of you would say, oh yeah, well, it's fine. This is just his little idea. This is only the small idea of Canon at the moon for a nice sermon. No, this is true. This is just true. We are called to be perfect. Don't allow yourself. Don't allow yourself any imperfection. Of course there would be, because we are all sinners. But if your goal is high, 
if you want to answer your vocation to perfection, then even if you reach 55% or 75% of it, it's fine. It's fine if you're willing to do it. But if you start saying, oh no, this is too high, this is too demanding, charity is too much. Purity and charity, no, that's too difficult. Definitely too difficult. Obedience, no, 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 that's not for me. That's for monks and nuns, uh, etc. Patience, all oh, the great virtue of patience. Oh no, this is not for me. You know, I'm impatient by nature. This is fine. I'm just impatient. It's okay. This is who I am, how I am. No, this is not who you are. This is not who you are. Because you were created good. Although we, were, we had the original sin, we had the mark. But don't allow yourself to be lukewarm at the beginning. You have, we have to be on fire from the day one, for the very first minute of our day. Be on fire. Promise to God you're going to be the best person. Not a better person, the best. Don't compare yourself with others. Don't compare yourself with others. You have all skills, talents and quality to be perfect. And other people, be charitable, but don't be envious. Don't be jealous. They are who they are. And they were given all the graces and skills to be perfect in their own way. But you have to be perfect, not like others, but like, like God wants you to be perfect. And this is it. I think I have made a long digression in this sermon. I wasn't meant to say that. But anyway, there it is. Promise to God every morning to be perfect. And there will be failures and sins and imperfections again and again until your natural deathbed. But never be discouraged because he has conquered the world by the cross and at the end we would be healed, completely healed and cured like this young man, this sick young man. Because we had always believed in the almightiness of God. If we want to collaborate and cooperate with this mighty grace. Because our faith was always strong. Our charity, not always. But our faith was strong and fed our hope to become saints in the next life. And also, and now, make a strong and a firm decision to be holy in this one. In the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Ghost. Amen.